was sound from Baku 2015's Rise to the Occasion theme song, which set the tone for the inaugural European Games in the Azerbaijani capital over the past two weeks. The first European Games are coming to a close today, with Russia topping the medals table by a landslide. You're listening to the latest Sunday edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. Baku opened the 2015 European Games on June 12th. Some 7,000 athletes from 50 NOCs have packed the Athletes' Village over the past two weeks. Despite lackluster attendance for a few events on the program and some minor ticketing issues, Many sports leaders who've spoken with Around the Rings deem the Games a success. Mark England, Great Britain's chef de mission for the 2015 European Games, spoke with ATR on June 22nd and said Team GB was very happy with operations in Baku. Here are some highlights from that interview. Um, our athletes have been made very welcome and the athletes of the 50 uh, European National Olympic Committees have been made very, very welcome here and um, the atmosphere has been great both in the village and, and outside of the village and um, and during competition. Um, there's a strong, as you'd, as you'd appreciate, there's a strong home country Azerbaijani contingent um, cheering on their athletes, um, but um, we're finding it great support and, and we're enjoying ourselves. And what's the athletes' village like? Are you guys pretty much overall satisfied with conditions? You know, it's it's great. It's um, I've been privileged. I've been in um, every Olympic and Olympic Winter Games village since um, Salt Lake City in 2002. That was a great um, Olympic Winter Village. But this um, this village here is is terrific. It's um, it, it's housing, as you've just said, 6,000 athletes. And it really does feel like a home for the um, uh, for all of the uh, national Olympic committees. Uh, just painting a picture, there's flags flying. It's terrific weather. Um, it's in the uh, it's in the low 30s, so uh, um, it's a very outdoors environment that everybody's here uh, that everybody's living in here. The um, uh, the main dining seats 5,000 um, 5,000 people, so it's a real buzz and a hive of activity that um, that all of the athletes are thoroughly enjoying. And 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 great that the European community can get together like this for the first time um, as a continental games. England also said the event has generated excitement among athletes hoping to compete at the 2016 Summer Olympics. 12 out of the 20 sports on the program for the European Games doubled as qualifiers for the Rio Olympics. Our, our, our preparations are going really well. Um, we've uh, qualified a number of quota places and, uh, and um, in particular we're pleased to be qualifying already uh, athletes in the team sports of uh, women's hockey and also uh, the team sports of uh, rugby sevens for the first time, both in the men and women's um, women's program. So um, our, our preparations are going well. We've obviously been to Rio de Janeiro with our team leaders on a number of occasions. We're excited to be there. We're excited to see our athletes uh, compete on that uh, global Olympic stage. And um, in particular, we've got every confidence in the Rio 2016 organizing committee in, in pulling off what I'm sure will be a fantastic Games for for all 205 National Olympic committees. They've, um, they, they've done a great job in terms of the, the venue infrastructure and, um, and we're confident that um, over the next 12 months they've got plenty in the tank to, to bring uh, what I'd said would be, I think, quite a special Games for the first time in South America. So we're very excited about that.
ATR European correspondent Brian Pinelli joined us via Skype prior to the final five days of competition in Baku and highlighted a few of his favorite moments from the European Games. Here's an excerpt from that interview. Uh, had a chance to go to the water polo gold medal final last night, the men's final between Serbia and Spain, and it, w it was a great game. You know, the part of the stadium is open, and you can see the, the shores of the Caspian Sea, which is kind of cool. Uh, also right adjacent is, you know, beach volleyball, and beach soccer will start there in, in the coming days. Uh, Serbia was down for much of the match with about a minute left in the third quarter. One of their young stars scored, and they actually held on for an 8-7 gold medal victory. And, you know, as you know, you know, other than <laughs> other than tennis and Novak Djokovic and, uh, you know, perhaps basketball, water polo, one of the big sports in Serbia. So, so that was very cool. Uh, as far as some of the other highlights, track and field concluded today. Austria actually had a, a big lead. Uh, in this team competition going into the final event, the 4x400, one of their Paralympian runners actually competing dropped the baton on the second leg. <laughs> you know, it was a big, big mistake for them. Uh, Slovakia capitalized and ended up taking this team championship by one point So after two days of competition, both men and women. So good finish. Just briefly, uh, gymnastics concluded yesterday. They had four disciplines, first-timer, acrobatic, aerobic and obviously the more uh, traditional uh, artistic and rhythmic so that went over pretty well and uh, tomorrow they begin with three on three basketball which uh, I think many people are looking forward to both men and women uh, 16 teams so uh, so that's on the slate so um, yeah 20 sports in all and I believe it's 12 that have uh, Olympic qualifying status so uh, that's kind of the, that's kind of the rundown as far as some of the sports here in here in scenic Baku Pinelli also said that of all the venues, the most disappointing was the media village. You know, I have to say, uh, obviously, everyone needs to take care of the athletes. They're number one here at the games. But I think the media village, perhaps, you know, slightly disappointing. The elevators are a little bit uh, suspect as far as, you know, when and how quickly you'll get to your floor. It seems like sometimes uh, almost a small joke that it's a little bit of the roll of, a roll of the dice. And you're right there on the highway. So uh, if you choose to dine outside, basically you have, uh, you know, cars and trucks uh, whizzing right by you maybe uh, only meters away. So, uh, but, but at the same time, the, the cost uh, is the lowest compared to Olympics, something like 50 euros a night. So, you know, I guess you get what you pay for. But, uh, you know, the Athletes Village, uh, very, very nice. Well, that's a positive, and then, like you said, maybe you know some of what could have, could have been improved is the media village. Going forward, what can the host for the next European Games learn from Baku organizers? Well, it's interesting. Speaking to a few people, they do think that uh, Azerbaijan has set the bar pretty high. A lot of money, a lot of money, and a lot of effort went into this place, uh, building some sparkling new venues. Um, you know, really the country putting their best foot forward, the first major sporting event, really the first major international event held in Azerbaijan. And uh, just one more thing regarding tickets. Uh, Simon Clegg, the chief operating officer, is quick to point out that this country really has only bought tickets previously 
uh, for you know major soccer matches involving the national team, and perhaps some pop concerts. So you know, not not even part of the culture to traditionally buy tickets, uh, you know, across such a large scope of sports. So you know, we, 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 it seems like they've done well. We don't know where the next uh, European Games will be. Obviously, we knew the Netherlands dropped out just days before this one started, so a, a little bit of a headache. But uh, apparently, uh, according to President Patrick Hickey, uh, seven cities and countries are interested in uh, in obtaining the 2019 Games. So it looks like the European Games will continue overall a pretty good job with uh, with room for improvement. And uh, it seems like it's an auspicious start for uh, for now the, the the fifth symbol of uh, of the Olympic flag. Shifting subjects a bit to Tokyo 2020, the organizing committee on June 22nd announced a list of eight sports shortlisted for inclusion in the 2020 Games. Among the eight sports shortlisted is karate, which was also on the program for the 2015 European Games. During my interview with Brian Pinelli, I asked how he thinks karate stacks up against sports like baseball and softball. Well, I think uh, baseball and softball is is definitely king. At least, uh, well, you know, as, as far as when it when it comes to uh, when it comes to Japan, I think everyone's hoping and wanting and looking forward to to baseball, softball in Japan. One can only imagine a gold medal final between Japan and the United States, or Japan and Cuba, or Japan and the Dominican Republic. So, uh, you know, I think they have that in front of them. It'll be interesting to see how many sports do get on board. Obviously, uh, surfing and, and squash and uh, a couple others in there, too. So, uh, you know, it should, should be interesting uh, in, in the days and, and weeks and months ahead uh, as far as, uh, you know, which sports get into Tokyo. In other news, ATR has reached out to leaders in Almaty, one of two cities bidding for the 2022 Winter Olympics, and had hoped to feature an interview with a delegate from Almaty 2022 this past week. Stay tuned for more on that. And listen for upcoming editions of ATR Radio this week. As always, be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.